Welcome to Listen by Jean Ginsberg. This audio experience and podcast is all about social media, digital marketing, entrepreneurship, and interviews with top entrepreneurs in the digital and social space. I'm your host, Jean Ginsberg, digital marketing expert, number one best-selling author, and award-winning entrepreneur. I will be sharing with you strategies, tips, and tactics on how to grow your business and your social media following. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, Jean Ginsberg here. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the next episode of Listen by Jean Ginsberg. And today I have a very special guest, Joe Saman. How are you? Doing great. How are you, Jean? I am doing excellent. So I live in Newport Beach and you live in Irvine. So we had a little bit of a connection there uh, to Orange County. So very exciting. We're talking a little bit offline before we started recording. We we, we see ourselves as the protectors of California. (laughs) Okay. I love how how you talk about it that way. That's awesome. Um, Beautiful area, you know. I guess beaches and uh, sunny skies all the time. So I loved living in Newport Beach when I was there. But mm-hmm. enough of Southern California. Let's talk about you. Uh, tell us about your background. So I'm, I'm actually not from California at all. I'm from probably one of the extreme opposites. I was born and raised in Peoria, Illinois, um, deep Midwest, um, you know. And then um, after I graduated from college, I, I moved to Chicago where I started to sort of build more of my professional sales career there and um, went through some ups and downs. Um, back then, um, I went through uh, 9-11 at that time. We all did, actually. And um, there was like 90,000 layouts in my industry, and I was like 22 years old, and I like couldn't get a job in, in the tech industry and sales anymore because there's all these guys with more experience out there hustling for the same money. So I ended up picking up three jobs, you know, because when you're young and, and you know, to, to speed it along, I got recruited by this tech company out of a gym. They're like, you're good. We'll take you on. We'll train you. So did okay. Made some decent money. And when you're making decent money at the age of 21, you usually spend it all. Just kind of what you do. Uh, so 9-11 came, a bunch of layoffs. I was working three jobs um, and kind of went going through the motions. Woke up one morning. It was freezing outside. I had a couple hundred bucks in my bank account. I was working pretty much seven days a week, three different jobs. Like, I got to get out of here. I got a call from a buddy out in Cali and everything he said about Cali was like the exact opposite of what I was going through in Chicago. He's like, it's sunny. It wasn't sunny um, in February in 2002. He's like, there's everybody's making money. I wasn't making that much money. He's like, they're hot girls. My game was horrible, you know? <laughs> In Chicago. So I'm like, screw this. I threw everything in my car, which was a hand-me-down that I got from my brother because my BMW got repoed two months before that. Drove out to California and eventually, you know, I, I slept in that car for several months and, and met some great quality people and got back into the sales game. Wow. Well, we actually have another connection. I'm also from Chicago as well. And I uh, went to high school in Buffalo <laughs> Grove. I went to college at University of Chicago. So I, I was actually there, 2011, uh, sorry, 2001, um, 9-11, I remember yeah. it. Yeah, so another connection, I guess. Yeah, I graduated uh, from Illinois State in Bloomington, and then I lived, I lived from, I went to Schaumburg, then the city, and then I lived in Wheeling, and then kind of bounced around that area. Yeah, yeah, wow. Anyway. So another connection. Yeah. Well, very cool. All right, so you're living in California, okay. Um, so what happened then? Tell us the progression. So you, you're in the sales field. So tell us how you got to where you are now. 
Well, I was able to make some phone calls through uh, a buddy who gave me some referrals. I got a gym, you know, pretty much my first day in California at a health club because that would allow me to shower, use my sales skills and meet people. Um, so that kind of happened. And that's exactly what happened is, is even though they kind of bounced me around a little bit, I met some people, um, you know, ended up going back out on the road um, and literally still kind of bouncing around secretly living out of my car. Met some more people who were in the real estate and mortgage business at that time, which was booming at the time. They taught me that, you know, that business and very quickly we went from a small team to a massive team of like 600 people. Um, and it was right about, it was actually before the crash in 2000, January, 2006, that I had an epiphany that um, I wasn't, I wasn't really proud of how so many people would come under our wing, come into our home as a company. And still, although everyone did pretty well, only a handful of people did exceptionally well. And I love teaching people. So it was kind of like a, it was kind of like an internal battle I had with myself was here I am the one sort of leading a lot of these people, but yet a smaller percentage of them are really killing it. Why is that? What is it that we don't know? And, and after my biggest month ever, I decided to leave that industry and start coaching, even though we were making tons of money. Um, okay. That's sort of the, the pursuit of what is it? Why is it that so many people are stuck in a matrix when it comes to entrepreneurship, when it comes to sales, when it comes to, you know, uh, personal performance. And I know there's a lot of people out there that are preaching this stuff for a long time. Uh, you know, the Tony Robbins of the world, who, which are amazing. And I've, I've always been fans of, but I found that there's a decoding process that people need to go through. And that unless you're really, really immersed in that, and there's a lot of repetition of it in your life, that you're going to become a product of your environment again, and you'll potentially have the same skills and the same lifestyle for a long time. So you mentioned being stuck in the matrix. So what sense? does that mean? Yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's kind of become a popular topic, even though I started talking about it, you know, almost a decade ago with my clients. I noticed people were performing according to whatever lifestyle they had become accustomed to. So if you became, um, you know, if you learned how to survive on a $3,500 a month budget, then you would always produce according to your budget. Um, you would be reactive to things that are happening in your environment. You would create excuses depending on what the masses were using for excuses. Um, you know, if the economy went down, you would use that as your, your excuse to, um, you know, chill at home and, and sleep all day and watch Netflix and get unemployment and so forth. You know, much like we saw this year, which this year, I think it was justified for a lot of families because it was just so fast, you know, but I call them zombies. I was like, there's a lot of great, loving, caring people out there who don't even realize that they become zombies. And I knew that that was especially true in the sales prof profession. I mean, the average closing ratio for most high ticket type industries that I mentor are somewhere between 12 and 15 or 12 to 18% for the higher producers. You know, and if that's the case, that means that what we're training our people is to perfect a system, a methodology and a skill set that scares away 80% of their qualified customers. And the studying just began and went deep, and deep and deep, stop studying sales, I only started studying modern human behavior, relationship behavior. I started studying extreme things like drug addictions and having children and behavioral conditioning and the history of that and all these different things because I, I knew I had to at some level reinvent our sales communication skills, um, but at the same time, make them really easy to learn and practical. And then over the next 10 years, you know, I had accumulated well over 300 organizations that I had mentored after having my own ups and downs 
and uh, now started teaching what I call domination selling or, or selling in the new economy, uh, which um, has been kind of a, a, a blessing in disguise and really led me down a, a really cool path. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, okay, well, we're, we're here on this podcast and yep. entrepreneurs and small businesses are typically the audiences. Yep. So tell us how can someone who's listening here today get out of that matrix or not sure. become a zombie or continue on being a zombie? What, what's the change yeah. that they need to make based on so your per, study? Yeah, the first thing is from a high level, and I don't consider myself a motivational guy at all, but we got to keep things realistic. You know, one of the toughest things to do in life is, is practice self-honesty and step back and take a look at your life every once in a while without beating yourself up. And here's one of the questions I ask people is, um, have you had the same couch for too long? <laughs> what I mean by that, what I mean by that is, have you had the same budget for a long time? If that's the case and you're always in this, how do I save money? How do I make cutbacks? How do I, you know, and, and, and you find that you're limiting yourself from things that you or your family would enjoy or should have access, given the fact that you're in one of the best countries in the world and you have all this opportunity surrounding you, is has your life been the same for too long? Even if you're a sales professional, even if you're a business owner, or entrepreneur, or a marketer, or whatever the case may be. The next thing is, is okay, now who do I need to pay attention to or where can I learn some things that'll take me to the next level? And so in a nutshell, I'll give you a couple of uh, rules that I think should be broken. These are fundamental rules of selling and entrepreneurship that we carried for a long time. Um, and I think, uh, you know, no longer are as effective as they used to be. Doesn't mean you won't do business. It just won't, you just won't get the type of results that, you know, that I'm helping and seeing other people um, able to accomplish. And one of those rules is uh, that sales is a numbers game. And, uh, you know, you may hear things like, oh, you're seven no's away from a yes. Or the more, no more no's you get, the closer you are to a yes. And if you really think about that, who, the person who probably wrote that was writing that for the mediocre minded person or was at least justifying it for themselves. Because when you play the numbers game, you discount skill and human connection. And we live in a world right now where human connection is so rare that it's become proportionately more valuable. What do I mean by that? If sincerity becomes rare, it becomes massively valuable. If authenticity becomes rare, it becomes massively valuable. You know, and with that being said, I noticed that a lot of people were focusing on failure instead of success. You've got to fail your way to success, whether you're in sales. And I'm like, I get it, but why are we popularizing failure? It's fucking stupid. Like, why are you making failure so almost as if you're justifying your failure before you even get there instead of making adjustments, pivoting along the way and trying to minimize the amount of failure? We live in the information age. One of the skills you should probably acquire is not the ability to fall in love with failure. It's the ability to fall in love with anticipation. You're not the first one to do anything. You know, so look out there for that knowledge and see what's ahead. Talk to people who have gone, you know, a few miles past you and be like, uh, what's around the corner? So I don't like anything that limits people in thinking that a lack of performance is okay. I think self-forgiveness and self-respect is important, but I think that what that does is it dumbs down people's learning curve and it's bad enough that we already have a schooling system that makes us learn very slowly. It makes us okay with that. So the numbers game thing that, you know, hard work alone and dedication and work long hours and stay up all night. And I'm not a big fan of that stuff. I'm a big fan of good sleep, good rest, good nutrition. And I wouldn't call it balance, but I think if you let go of the things that you love in life, that you're, you're headed down a very you know, depressing path. The other thing I recreated was number one rule of selling. It used to be, you know, things like educate your customer. Have you ever heard that before? Oh, absolutely. Educate your customer, know your product, be a product expert. And eh, sorry, wrong again. Yes, you need to know your product, but I'm pretty sure most people can memorize how their product works. 
or the history of it or why it's good quality. And the problem today is, is that rule was written before the internet boom. And so if you educate your customer these days, what you're really doing is inspiring them to go Google search and shop. So instead of educating your customer on how you market your business or the thing, the strategy that you need to follow in the middle of a sale, what you need to do is help your customer make a decision, not educate them on your process or your product or, you know, why yours is better than everybody else's because the modern consumer is becoming resistant to anything that has become common in your industry. Are you with me? Absolutely. So if there is a certain speak in your industry, like where do you get your customers from or your qualifying questions or how do you market your business or what's your vision or what motivated you to respond to this ad? All those things are spreading so fast that customers are memorizing them and then they become sort of immune to them, numb to them. They're not as meaningful anymore because what the customer hears when you're trying to be sincere is say something that I can close you on. How do I get your money? You should go with me, what we do here. And it's so, it's so, I, I, I sort of venture to say too much value focused instead of customer centric, which the biggest companies in the world right now have mastered. And the number one rule of selling in the, in the book of new rules of selling that I say is the one who understands the customer the most will gain the customer's commitment. Not the one who understands their industry the most not the one who has perfected their process, not the one that has the best price, the one who understands what does that mean? That means don't just ask your industry questions. Don't just ask your needs assessment questions. Don't just quantify the dollar amounts. Don't just show them testimonials. Know your customer better than anyone else. So one of my big takeaways when I'm doing a quick workshop is develop seven to 10 meaningful and measurable questions that have to do with your customer's past. Past is more influential than the future. Everybody's closing on the future. Your business will grow, will 10X your income. The past is much more influential because it's already happened. It's already been experienced. It's unarguable. The present and then a bit about the future. But we, what they often don't want to do is replicate their past. And what they often don't want to be sold on is the future. And so just the human act of spending time really getting to know your customer and all the underlying factors that are involved in why they started their business, why they're doing this, what's happening, where are they from, what led them here, blah, blah, blah. And then a few quantifiable things that you need to help them make a financial decision or whatever it is in your industry. But simply the act of going deeper, if I get to know more issues about your life, Gene, if I get to know what, what has made you upset in life, what challenges that you've been through, what got you to where you are, and I'm the only one doing that. Everyone else spending 70% of the time on their product. You're automatically going to be more loyal to me. There are people in relationships that we look at and we're like, I do not see them together. But they seem to be fine. Well, they probably did a really good job of understanding each other. And once somebody understands you that well, you just don't want to fucking start over with someone else. This podcast is brought to you by the Digital Marketing Method Monthly Group Coaching Program, your methodology for growing your business and your social media following. Join me and my group of supportive entrepreneurs 
and learn how you can grow your business and your social media following, where we cover topics such as Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, email marketing, and so much more. Go to dmgroup.online, dmgroup.online. That makes sense. Oh, that's Am I coming too strong? Are these people No, this is great. I love it. I, I love how you're talking about the new rules of selling because we've just been pounded with this whole thing of like, it's a numbers game and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I love how you're reframing this and yeah, saying yeah, yeah. it's, it's about the customer, like know your customer. And, and I totally agree with that. That's the one right. and having worked with entrepreneurs and, mm -hmm. and small to medium sized businesses, it's like, so often I have to get that, pull that out of them where they're like, what is, what are your customer challenges? Like, what is, what is driving them? And so often like businesses don't even know that about their own sure. clients. And so yeah. I can totally relate to that. And I, and I totally agree. So yeah, that yeah. is, that is fantastic. I love how you're reframing that. Sure. Um, so uh, switching gears a little bit here. So we've had a pandemic for the last seven or eight or nine months. So how has that changed your industry? And maybe that's in the positive or the negative, but I'm sure you've experienced changes. So tell us about that. Yeah. You know, um, it, it, it's, it's, it's been uh, a massive advantage at the same time, a challenge. It's a challenge for me because I've been one of the things that, you know, has held me back. And at the same time, my clients love, is almost all of the 30 plus thousand people that I've mentored have been in person. Cause I go to, I go to companies, you know, conference rooms, in some cases, the entire sales floor is in the meeting. In some cases it's focus groups, but it's always been in person. And most people, when they talk about those numbers, it's like online or that we're enrolled in my recorded program, which is important. You know, I'm, I'm headed in that direction too. Um, but it takes a lot of time to be on the road takes a lot of time um, and a lot of a lot more work and you know what I noticed is there's a lot of companies where I was like yo there's an online program they're like well you know we like it in person I'm like okay I mean you're gonna pay the premium and they're like well that's okay like, well, okay I mean I'll take the money but you know and I'll, I'll show up and, and I'll, I'll deliver um, but it, it actually forced you know all setbacks in life in every recession every single one forces innovation, right? It's like pushes everybody to move forward. And for those who were semi-prepared, you know, like me, right? I already had, you know, studio set up. I've been coaching online for years for those companies that are nationwide and so forth. It was, it was a really neat transition. The challenge for me was I got a little bored staring at a freaking camera all day long because I spent 15 years face-to-face, hand-in-hand, sitting at the table, rewriting, rescripting, teaching, listening, you know what I mean? Just really, really doing it shoulder to shoulder. And I'm trying to recreate that experience online. And it takes a lot of heart, a lot of compassion and, and a lot of drive. So that was my challenge this year. It was more of an emotional one of keeping my fire hot, you know, while um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm working with people and, and I can definitely see the impact it's having. But that was a tough transition for me. Otherwise it's, you know, massive opportunity great outreach and people were much more willing to, to, uh, you know, allow it in their organizations and, and in their education. I'm sure you're seeing that too. You gotta be seeing it. 
Yeah, on my side, so we've definitely had an uptick in sales in my company because we've been doing everything virtually and remotely and online for the last eight years since I've had my business. And so for us, it hasn't really, nothing's really changed except for the fact that we're seeing more clients come in because they yeah. are understanding that digital and social is no longer something right. you can put to the side. Yep. And it's something that is the cost of doing business these days. So you know what, one of the most challenging things when you're speaking to a client of any customer in nature is, is sometimes, especially on important topics like this, is to get them to face reality, to basically undo denial through the process of self-realization, which we teach through a very specific strategy of questions. And um, I find that finally, like halfway into the year, there was a little bit less resistance in that self-realization because it was like, what else are you going to do, bro? Exactly. <laughs> you know I mean, like, where are you? Like, you know, we look you up. There's no information about you. Uh, it's very difficult to find out whether you're credible. And there's somebody with half your skill making three times as much money because you weren't not to say that you can't pivot. It's amazing how fast, you know, um, the human kind can, can make progress when they, when they are able to make that decision. It's amazing how fast people can learn when you put their back up against the wall. I just hope that they understand that they need to surround themselves with the right people. They need to listen to the right information. They need to shut off the TV and they at some level need to um, put themselves, you know, in the right environment. Uh, otherwise it can be a, a downward battle. And you know that the other side of the spectrum is when we go through things like this, we see tons of depression, we see tons of alcohol abuse, drug abuse, you name it. Mm -hmm. Right. Don't get me wrong. You know, you'll often find me out with clients or friends, you know, throwing back a few. Um, but, you know, when we go through these things, it tends to, there tends to be, you know, two very, very profound groups. You know, you have a group that's um, victimized by these types of things or people that, I, that are reactive to their environment, which is 98% of our country or more or the world. And then you've got the 2%. So what you want to do is no matter, you know, if you want to do it quietly or on your own or bear whatever you're going through, whether it's social media, YouTube, you know, like this, just keep digesting as much, you know, profound knowledge and information. Listen to our stories, listen to the examples. There's probably nothing that you're going through in life that you that you're the only one going through it, whether it's business, divorce, children, health, whatever it is, um, put yourself in the right environment. And for myself as a mentor, people used to ask me like, dude, how do you walk in every day so motivated? Like, so energized like you're just what is the deal like what are you taking what are you on i'm like first of all I'm not taking anything second of all do you really think i'm motivated to see your ass every day i'm not <laughs> sometimes i'm faking it when i walk out of the elevator because i understand my responsibility you've invested time or you're willing to listen so that we can have an impact on each other i'm not going to come in here and drop the ball so when you find people like us, it doesn't mean we're having the best day of our lives. It just means that we, we understand our responsibility and what you're coming to us for is to have that type of an impact on you. If you don't have people in your life or access to them, go looking for them. If you can shop for shit on Amazon, you can find inf the right influencers on YouTube. But it's so much easier to shop for shit on Amazon. <laughs> it's, it's freaking fun. Too. Sometimes, sometimes I just have those like boring nights and laying there at like 1030. And I'm like, let me just go on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> I've never actually had that experience where I'm like, I do, yeah, I do. You go on Amazon and look for random stuff. I'm a gadget guy, so I'm I like, guess. oh, I think I need this. You know, <laughs> I think I need. This. I was online looking at new, um, new 4K cameras. You know, because I'm setting up this, you know, this whole digital curriculum called Top Producers Academy, 
and uh, it has a mindset part. Other other um, experts coming on to teach, um, you know, uh, entrepreneurs to teach female empowerment, to teach self awareness, to teach critical thinking, to teach um, reflective thinking, to teach um, you name it, right? Like all the things that you really sort of have to dabble into if you want to create a massive change in your life. Um, sales training doesn't do it on its own. But so I, here I am, like looking at all these gadgets, and it's so funny because. You know, people walk into my house sometime and there's just like lights and these things and wires everywhere. And, you know, almost like, like, what do you really do, Joe? You know, like, I swear it's training. <laughs> what, do you, <laughs> what do you really what do? You really do over here? <laughs> With all the lights and cameras. Cameras, and... they're like afraid to go in rooms. with like, oh, there cameras? Uh, yeah. No, but um, it's, been, it's been really interesting. Super challenging too. I have my own emotional roller coaster rides literally throughout every month. You know, where I'm super creative one minute and then I'm just not feeling it the next minute or I'm questioning my life one minute and the next day I'm feeling great. You know, all these things are the reality of being, of living. They're the reality of living. They're not horrible conditions. They're not illnesses. They're not always depression. You know what I'm saying? It's just we have to accept the fact that this is part of human life. And I just need to try to make these micro decisions, whether it's in my business or my sales or my life, to try to digest as much information or energy that's going to push me in the right direction yeah and the the one thing i love to say is that this too shall pass right we are all part of the human condition and we might have shitty days and we might have terrible days but this, this is not going to last forever right so we have to think that yeah. there's a light at the end of the tunnel sometimes we yeah. kind of get in this mindset where it's like oh my god this is going to be forever and i'm never going to be able to get out of it but you know tomorrow's going to be yep. a different day and tomorrow's going to be better yep. so I totally can relate to that. Um, awesome. So last question I always like to ask my guests is, what is your prediction for the future, the industry? And that is a very loaded question. It could be anything specifically related to selling, or it could be self-driving cars, terraforming Mars, AI. I mean, you pick whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> um, you know, when we go through massive challenges like this, um, consumers or people in general become a bit more sensitive. And so when it comes to sales, what that really means is those with the most robust understanding um, and effective communication skills are going to make all the money. And everybody else is, you know, going to be stuck in their matrix. And, you know, if, if there's a big takeaway at whatever we end up going through technology wise, um, health wise, um, vaccination, I don't know, like it's there's some crazy shit going on, you know, in the world right now. Whatever you're going through, I think the most important thing um, that should come out of this is how important human connection is and how important it is to um, whether it's your customer or a family member or somebody, you know, on the other side of the aisle, you are not going to convince anyone of anything through hate, fire, judgment, abuse, fighting, nothing. You have no power. You are disarmed. Nobody wants to be persuaded by somebody who's trying to insult them or call them dumb or stupid on either side of any part of life, whether it's the in-laws or the government or it doesn't matter what it is, right? So our ability to be understanding of each other, to communicate with from our deepest core values instead of what our environment is telling us to think or say is going to be super, super important. Definitely, most certainly in the business world, especially in sales, but 
as you know, uh, sort of on a global scale right now. So I predict um, chaos um, in a humanly way, you know, it's not the end of the world. Um, but I, I, I want to throw this out as sort of our finishing guideline that your ability to understand people, to relate to people, to be compassionate, to, to understand that their background, their thoughts, their DNA, their upbringing, their belief systems, their education, probably not the same as yours. And start by understanding that if everybody wants or thinks they're doing the right thing, whether it's your customer or a friend or, you know, somebody in your community, then they have good intentions. They may have very, very good intentions for their point of view, whether it's somebody who's procrastinating on making a decision in a sale. And if you can align with that and understand that, then you have a much, much greater chance at being an extremely influential and persuasive person, regardless of the circumstances that surround you. Love it. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. That was fantastic. We all have to relate. I mean, that's part of being human, right? We have to find relation with other humans as well and find the right communication. So Absolutely. thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And then one, one final question always is, how can our audiences get in touch with you? Um, the easy, the, the simplest ways everybody hits Instagram. People hit me up on LinkedIn. It's Joe Simon on Instagram. It's Joe Coach. There's a bunch of cool snippets and videos. There's me cracking jokes and making fun of salespeople on stages and doing crazy experiments where I like email people's wives, their production every day and like tell them what, what, how much money they could have made and how much money they actually, made. there's all kinds of crazy Oh, stuff. that's rough. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, with, with, with the right permission, I can do some pretty crazy things, but check me out. You guys are welcome to reach out. I'm not, you know, some mega, mega famous superstar yet. Not yet, not yet. So, so reach out. I usually get back to people within 24 to 48 hours. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being here. Joe Saman, uh, great to have you. Learned a lot today about sales. I'm definitely not a salesperson and I, I <laughs> could learn tons about this yep. and we could probably have this conversation for yep. the next like three hours. Right, right. <laughs> but this was great. Thank you for being here and- Got it, thank awesome. you.